book three chapters seven through nine of the consoling thoughts of st francis de sales by jean joseph Huguet. this librivox recording is in the public domain book three consoling thoughts on sickness and death chapter seven neither to desire nor to refuse comfort in sickness our lord when on the cross showed us how to mortify those sentiments of nature which make us too tender about ourselves for being very thirsty he did not ask a drink but only manifested his want saying i thirst after that he made an act of the greatest submission for one of those present offering him a sponge steeped in vinegar on the end of a lance he tasted it with his blessed lips a strange thing he was not ignorant that such a beverage would increase his anguish nevertheless he took it without a word to teach us with what submission we should receive what is presented to us in sickness without manifesting our repugnance or our disgust alas if we are much or little inconvenienced far from imitating our sweet master we never cease to lament and complain our sickness whatever it is is extraordinary and that which others suffer is nothing in comparison with it we are more vexed and impatient than can be described and we can find nothing to relieve us soon enough truly it is a great pity to see how little we imitate the patience of our saviour who forgetting his sorrows did not endeavour to have them observed but was content that his heavenly father by whose order he suffered them considered them and would pour out their fruit on mankind for whom they were endured it is true indeed that humility patience and the love of him who sends us crosses require that we should receive them without complaint but see my dearest daughter there is a difference between telling one's affliction and complaining of it we can tell it on many occasions we are obliged to tell it as we are obliged to remedy it but this ought to be done peacefully without increasing it by exaggerations or lamentations this is what saint teresa says for it is not to complain to tell one's sickness but to tell it with sighs with groans with many evidences of sorrow is reprehensible tell it then simply and truthfully without scruple in such a manner that you may not seem unwilling to be sweetly resigned to it as you ought to be engrave them on your memory these two precious maxims which i have already so often recommended to you desire nothing refuse nothing look upon the little jesus in the crib he receives poverty nakedness the society of beasts the inclemency of the weather and all that his father permits to happen to him it is not written that he ever reached out his hands to be lifted up into the bosom of his mother he abandoned himself entirely to her care and her foresight he did not refuse the little comfort she gave him and received the services of saint joseph 
the adorations and presents of the shepherds and the kings all with a holy equanimity we ought to act in like manner and after the example of our divine saviour neither ask anything nor refuse anything but be equally willing to suffer and to receive whatever the providence of god may permit to befall us may god grant us the grace to do so chapter eight patience in sickness i find in the gospel a perfect model of this virtue in the person of st peter's mother-in-law this good woman attacked by a heavy fever remained tranquil and peaceful without any uneasiness herself and without causing any to those around her she was content to suffer her malady in patience and in meekness o oh god how happy she was and how well she deserved to be taken care of for the apostles obtained her cure without being solicited by her impelled only by a motive of charity and compassion to relieve her this dear patient knew well that our lord was at capernaum and that he cured the sick nevertheless she was not anxious to send a messenger to tell him of what she suffered but what is still more admirable is that she saw him in her house where he looked upon her and she also looked upon him and yet she did not say a single word to excite him to compassion nor did she put herself in the way of touching him in order to be cured still more she did not appear to make any account of her malady she was not affected in describing it she did not complain of it she did not ask anyone to pity her or to obtain her cure she was content that god and those who governed her knew it she regarded our lord not only as her sovereign physician but also as her god to whom she belonged equally in health and in sickness being as content in sickness as in health oh how many persons would have had the cleverness to try to get cured by our lord and would have said that they had asked health only the better to serve him fearing lest anything should be wanting to him but this holy woman did not think of that showing her resignation and asking nothing of our lord but his most holy will yet i do not mean to say that we cannot make a petition to our lord with this condition if such be his will it is not sufficient to be sick because god wishes it but we must also be content to suffer it as he wishes when he wishes during the time he wishes and in the manner he wishes making no choice or refusal of any malady however abject or humiliating it may be for sickness without abjection often inflates the heart instead of humbling it but when accompanied with confusion what an opportunity of practicing patience humility and meekness of spirit and of heart let us then have a great care after the example of this holy woman to keep our hearts in meekness turning our maladies to advantage as she did for being cured she arose immediately and served our lord 
using her health only for his good pleasure in this generous forgetfulness of self she did not imitate those persons of the world who having been sick for a few days take weeks and months to recover as to the afflictions of your heart you can easily discern those for which there is a remedy from those for which there is none where there is a remedy you should endeavor peacefully and sweetly to procure it and where there is not you should endure the affliction as a mortification which our lord sends upon you in order to exercise you and make you entirely his own beware of yielding to complaints rather oblige your heart to suffer tranquilly and if it happen to make some sally of impatience restore it to peace and meekness believe me god loves the souls that are agitated by the waves and tempests of this world provided they receive their tribulations from his hands and like valiant warriors endeavor to maintain their fidelity amid a thousand dangers i should not wonder if henceforward age and the nature of your constitution would often cause you to be delicate and therefore i advise you to exercise yourself much in the love of the most amiable will of god in the renunciation of exterior comforts and in sweetness in the midst of bitterness you cannot make a more excellent sacrifice hold fast to it and practice not only a solid love but a tender sweet and gentle love towards those around you i say this from the experience i have had that infirmities though never depriving us of charity take away nevertheless a spirit of gentleness towards the neighbor unless we are greatly on our guard against them chapter nine patience in operations may our lord be pleased to give us his holy spirit to do and suffer all things according to his holy will i come to your sore leg and find that it must be opened this cannot be done without extreme pain but my god what an occasion of trial has his goodness given us in this necessity o courage we belong to jesus christ behold how he clothes us with his livery imagine that the instrument to open your leg is one of those nails that pierce the feet of our lord oh what happiness he chose favors of this kind for himself and so much cherished them that he has borne marks of them into paradise and now he sends you a share of them but you will tell me that you cannot serve god while you lie in bed and i reply when did our lord render the greatest service to his father undoubtedly when he was laid upon the bed of the cross having his hands and feet pierced this was the greatest act of his service behold your cross has come to you embrace and caress it for the love of him who sends it to you the afflicted david said to god i am dumb and i open not my mouth because thou hast done it as if he should say if any one else o oh my god had sent me this affliction i would not like it i would resent it 
but since thou hast sent it i say not a word i accept it i receive it i honor it we are in this world only to receive and to carry the sweet jesus on our tongue by announcing him on our arms by doing his works on our shoulders by bearing his yoke his aridities and his trials and as well as in our interior senses are we to carry him as in our exterior ones oh how blessed are they who carry him lovingly and constantly but here is a precious balm to sweeten your sorrows every day take a drop or two of the blood which distills from the wounds in the feet of our lord and receive it into your soul by meditation with your imagination also dip your finger reverently in this liquor and apply it to your affliction invoking the sweet name of jesus and you will find that your grief will diminish the obedience which you render the doctor will be exceedingly agreeable to god and will be put to your credit on the day of judgment whilst confined to your bed i bear you a particular respect and a more than ordinary esteem as a person visited by god clothed in his habit and his special spouse when our lord was on the cross he was declared king even by his enemies and souls that are on the cross are declared queens saint paul who had been in heaven and in the midst of the felicities of paradise regarded himself as happy only in his infirmities and on the cross of our lord when your leg is lanced say with the same apostle let no one any more annoy or trouble me for i carry the marks and signs of my saviour in my body o fortunate limb which being well turned to account will carry you farther into heaven than if it were the soundest in the world paradise is a mountain toward which we walk better with bruised and broken legs than with legs sound and entire End of Book 3, Chapter 9